From the traditional and unceded territory of the Clay Claytone First Nation and the heart of Northern BC, welcome to the CNC Podcast. 50 years, 100,000 alumni. At CNC, we're learning together, changing lives and creating futures. Welcome to the CNC Podcast. I'm Mark Cargillotto. We're really fortunate to have students who care so much about the experience that they have had and that their peers have had that they want to keep providing support and assistance. And one of the big places that we do that is through the CNC Student Union. It's independent of the college, but has a really close working relationship with the administration of the college, as well as the student body. And to give us a bit of a perspective, we've asked Damon Robinson to join us. He is a CNC grad and has been working with the Student Union for a number of years. And welcome to the CNC Four years podcast. as of a few days ago, yeah. Wow, yeah. awesome, great. Yeah. So tell me about what brought you to the college. So initially it's, no, this is really interesting because uh, I've done a lot of reflection actually over the past few months about this and because uh, that's a good question. <laughs> Sometimes I wonder too. Yeah. Because uh, initially I went to college for web and graphic design. That was my primary uh, program that I came here for. And then I ended up going into English classes and that's kind of where I found my passion for writing. And that's kind of what got me into the, the CNC Students Union. But overall at the CNC level, it was web and graphic design uh, and later on, I actually ended up doing uh, business management as well alongside of it. Were those all fairly natural progressions going through? Uh, for me, I think it was. Yeah. I think it was a fairly natural progression. I've always been a computer a computer kid in, uh, in uh, high school. And then uh, once I got here and started to figure out what I'm actually capable of, like where my skill sets actually lie, I figured communication was a pretty good area for me to go into. So uh, I think the initial plan, back in the day anyways, things have changed a little bit now was to uh, go into marketing, essentially. Uh, mix up my web and graphic design courses with my a little bit of business management as well, and then maybe transfer later. But uh, needless to say, I'm still here. I found uh, a new passion, and that would be uh, working at the CNC Students' Union. Yeah, so tell me about that then. What what uh, drew you into that, and what has kind of kept you going through it? Uh, honestly, it's a very interesting story. It's uh, I actually got held back uh, a year. I didn't meet the full re- prerequisites for the second year web and graphic design. Uh, and so that kind of led me to going into business management. And I started doing both programs at the same time. Um, but there was one class that I took, and it was with uh, one of our instructors, Graham Pierce, uh, yep, who was an English on the pod. Yeah, yeah, he's a previous guest on the pod. And uh, I was in his poetry class and I was one of those antisocial sit in the back kind of kids. And I guess something about me kind of created this mystique that he took a particular interest in. And then we started communicating quite a bit. Uh, he really pushed me creatively and I started writing uh, quite a bit more. And I, I, was, I was brave with my writing. I was creative. And at the time there was an opening at the CNC Students Union for the editor in chief position and uh, for the Confluence magazine. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he put in a referral for me to be in, uh, involved. And from there I started volunteering almost full time at the students union. What do you like about working then with students? I, I mean, there wasn't an immediate, uh, realization because in my initial job, it was all like production. It was creating and designing the actual magazine itself. But then I started volunteering more and more at the front lines, which is assisting students, telling them where to go. And I think there was just an immediate self-satisfaction there 
from communicating with these with these people, these new people, future leaders of the uh, of the world that I actually found to be really, really rewarding. Um, and I think it was after my first semester of being at the student union where these uh, people would see me outside of the college and be like, hey, I remember you. You helped me during that first day. And I think ever since I got that first taste of what it's like to be a helper, be a, a leader builder, um, I think it was just it for me then. What do you think for the uninitiated or someone who first comes to the college and sees the student union sign, but doesn't necessarily know the value that they can provide? Yeah. What would you say is the big value that uh, that the the student union can give to them? You know, I think it's uh, a lot of a lot of the time, and this is not exclusive to students. There's this uh, understanding that the students union is kind of there to kind of fight battles and. Um, you know, give them bus passes and lockers. I, I think a large part of where the value comes from those for student is for students anyways, is the opportunity. Uh, there is, a, there are a lot of students on campus who want to do more, who have that drive to be not just a great student, but a great uh, person in society. And we offer those opportunities. We have members at large positions. We have student representative positions. Uh, we are liaisons for all the CNC committees on the student side of things. And we have our system made to build future leaders. So it almost sounds like you're doing your courses and then getting a further education yeah. in some of those life skills yeah. and things like that. To the point where I started, I took a break because I found like this to be so much more rewarding as an experience. And to be honest with you, when I'm outside the college campus, I explained myself as a leader builder if I was to tell people what my job actually was. Yeah. Uh, my official title is membership outreach coordinator, which means I communicate with all the students uh, in CNC, Prince George, and Quinnell. Um, but the biggest value that I can bring to the table, at least the biggest passion that I have, is seeing these young people have goals and seeing that the, the it's almost like a light switch that flickers or that when, once you flick it, they just become something so much more. And that is so satisfying to see because a lot of the kids who come up to our office door turn out to be amazing adults. And all they need is that one person to say, hey, I think you have potential. I think that you are so much more than even what you think you are. And uh, we have had some amazing people come through our union and have amazing opportunities. Talking to government, uh, I remember being with a student uh, with students and we went into John Horgan's office to lobby for student rights. And they, uh, uh, we travel down and represent people provincially. One of our student representatives actually is representing uh, across the province. And I remember when she first started and that she was a very, uh, very aspiring young girl, but now she's growing into something so much more where she's getting recognition across the entire province. That's great. And it is, it is so rewarding as a staff person now to be able to see the progression uh, because I know what it's like to be a student and I know that it is very, very hard. It's fun. It's rewarding, but it's also not the easiest thing in the world. Mm. And if there is anything that I can do personally to make things just a little bit easier, whether that be a bus pass or giving you lockers or saying, Hey, I think you're really good at what you do. How about I give you the opportunity? Um, all these things I think really fulfill me in a lot of different ways. You talked about how, you help, and this is something that other instructors have said, kind of get that light bulb to kick off or that spark for someone uh, as they're, uh, as say, they're becoming a leader or they're learning a new skill or they're exploring a new concept. Um, the pandemic has been with us for a couple of years now. 
How do you think that that has affected students and their opportunity to even look hopefully towards the future? I actually just wrote an article on this in Student Apathy. And it was very, uh, for me, I wrote it initially just, just for myself because uh, I had, as a membership outreach coordinator whose job is to communicate with students, I have never been as challenged as I was during the pandemic and when things were in lockdown. Why is that? Uh, it's, there was fear. There was un, un, unsure expectations on what is even happening there. Nobody really knew what was going on. And that's not a student specific thing. That was the entire college, mm. the entire province, country, world. Um, and with that, it was, it became very easy, I think, to become apathetic and kind of just get things a little, just get things done. And I think there was a culture that was built uh, throughout the campus, which I, I completely understand, which is I just need to get this done. And people, because that's really the only thing that they could do. You couldn't communicate with your classmates as easily. You couldn't do uh, events. You couldn't go to uh, any kind of social life outside of uh, campus, right? So the only thing that really did exist during the pandemic was classes. And I, and I think that has some uh, interesting effects on the student population that we're even still dealing with today. Uh, this is not, uh, student events don't really have people going to them anymore and clubs remain inactive. And uh, I don't blame the students necessarily. I think this is kind of like a cultural problem at the college that we all have to come together and kind of fix. Yeah. You know, I think it's just a long lasting effects of staying inside your house for months on end without talking to anybody. Yeah. 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 So we have to almost have to rebuild that community. Absolutely. And I think we're getting close. We're having a few of those, uh, leaders coming up like they used to before the pandemic, like 2019, 2018, there are a few people who are coming up now that they remind me of that time. And I think we're getting closer and closer uh, to doing it. Uh, I just think it is a lot of the time for student apathy. I think the blame is mostly put on students, which it's in the name. Um, but overall, I think this is like a long lasting effect that nobody really expected to, ha to happen. I mean, in the, in the world of chaos, everybody was concerned about health and um, what their well-being throughout the pandemic and just surviving throughout the pandemic. We didn't know how severe it was going to be. Uh, so we're seeing the mental health effects now. Yeah, and hopefully uh, people, we can switch that around. Yeah, yeah. Uh, people who didn't have their first year are now um, much more antisocial in their second year. And people who are in high school and graduating out of high school now, they only know going to class on Zoom. Yeah. You know, school, instead of, I think for a lot of people, college didn't become, lost its experience value. Like they don't go to college for the experience anymore. They get the, they go to college for the credential and to get a higher paying job at the end of it. And I think that's a really big difference in perspective for a lot of people. Um, and I think the only thing that's going to heal it is time and persistent effort. Yeah. And I know so many people at the college who have been doing such an amazing job at that. Um, but it's just something that we have to persist through. Now, you were talking about uh, a while ago being with uh, the premier. And now it sounds like, though, that you've been tapped again, though, to be able to support uh, young leaders. Can you want to tell me a bit more about that? I, uh, yes, actually. I, uh, I was selected in December to be on the Stronger BC, uh, BC uh, Young Leaders Council uh, with another person from Prince George, Prabnor, who's a high school student here. And I was quite admittedly shocked. <laughs> yeah, why is that? Uh, well, it's just, it's one of those things, I think. Um, I think when you're so involved with things, you don't really realize what you actually have done. And I think for me, just to tell my story a little bit, I have always been 
what I call a kingmaker. I, I do my best to make others better. And along the lines, it's a lot more of self-sacrifice than it is uh, individual achievements. I, th- I think there has to be a little bit of element of selflessness if you were to work in the students union, anywho. But um, when I saw that position open up, it was during, the, I think at the right time where I was um, feeling frustrated and thinking there has to be something that I can actually do here. And I joined, uh, I sent in my uh, application actually a day late after the deadline because I was so unsure if it, on if I wanted to do it. And uh, I think there are some people there who did recognize me from my time at the Students' Union uh, with my experience and my background of living in Hazleton, B.C. for most of my childhood. And uh, they thought that I would be a a great fit for a leadership position on the council as an older member. I'm 24 now. The average age is usually around 16. So it's it's a little bit of a different experience. But I think at the same time, it is very rewarding in the same way that I'm on the Students' Union uh, there is, I'm dealing with high school students now who are amazing people. We're talking to people who are already in college at the age of 16, winning all these prizes and awards. And I'm just a selfless dude who happened to work at a student's union. So it's really funny uh, that they tapped my shoulder for that. But at the same time, I feel very, very fortunate that um, they looked at my application and they th- said to themselves, let's give this guy a chance. That's and great. I, and I think in a lot of ways, I think that's, uh, I'm turning more into a believer uh, in karma kind of thing. Um, and, I, and I'm with that motivation now that I got from it, I've been really in gear of seeing what's best in people and giving them the opportunity that they may not think they deserve yet. Well, that's terrific. Yeah. Thank you for your time here today. We, uh, we're grateful for your service with the student union and, uh, and all the work that's going on with the college and that. And we hope that it continues for many years to come. I appreciate that, Mark. Thanks for having me. Thank you. For more about CNC's programs, visit our website, cnc.bc.ca. Thank you to Taryn Johnson and Dustin Ruth for producing the CNC podcast. We welcome your comments and ideas for episodes. Please contact us at communications at cnc.bc.ca. Thanks for listening to the CNC podcast and have a great day.